Hi, everyone. Happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. I am Gina Grossbauer, your curator for all things spooky. We mixed things up last week and did Freaky Friday since we talked about more of a sci-fi focused topic, leaning away from horror a little bit, but we're back today with the horror. Today, we're going to talk about some of the scariest places on the East Coast of America that I have personally visited, where you can visit today, and where you should probably never go. We're going to break things up into territories today, starting with the northeastern region of the United States. Of course, many of you know that I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania, so I'd love to start with some bias and talk about some of the haunted places that I've been to up there. To define haunted places, I suggest that these places have lingering energies or spirits that make the location itself feel off and eerie. I can't necessarily say that ghosts are there for a fact, but I personally believe that there probably are. In Scranton, Pennsylvania, there is an old tuberculosis hospital tucked way back in the woods that is all run down and abandoned, but it's still there. As far as I know, you're no longer allowed to go there, but if you can find your way sneakily in, it's definitely worth it. I went there back in early college days with friends during the daytime, and the eeriness is something I've never experienced. Being tucked back into the woods, it's dead silent, and there's tons of overgrowth, which makes it a physical fear, and you're afraid of twisting your ankle, falling into a hole, all of that stuff, which makes the fear of the entire place that much more present. We went there back, went back there at night and went back into the basement of the old patient ward, turned off all of our flashlights and just stood in the pitch black while recording on our phones. Again, it's dead silent being as it is so far away from everything into the woods. But listening back onto our recordings later on, we heard this noise of boop, 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 that sounded like a hospital monitor going off, but none of us heard it in person. To this day, if anyone asks me about a ghost experience that I've had, that's the first thing I bring up. It was crazy to be there, and I highly suggest going to this rundown hospital if you're able to get in, but don't blame me if you get arrested. Near Hazleton, Pennsylvania, there is a very famous town called Centralia. This was the inspiration behind the Silent Hill movies and remains a mystery to everyone today. This was a big mining town in the early 1900s and has gone from having about 1,000 residents to just five within the last 70 years. In 1962, a fire began underground, which caused many of the residents to leave, but the fire keeps burning. Even to this day, if you visit the town, you'll see smoke coming from the cracks of the ground. There's a local road called Graffiti Highway that many have been to, which is now closed due to the road caving in on itself. I've been to Centralia, and it's not so much a spiritual ghost town, but rather a literal ghost town since there's no one in sight. The Graffiti Highway is super cool, and assuming that there are still pieces that are safe, I would suggest checking it out. There's nothing too eerie in the atmosphere here, except the unknown reasonings and the historical facts behind the town itself. Traveling south a little bit more, we get to Philadelphia and the infamous Eastern State Penitentiary. Eastern State Penitentiary was an old prison that operated from 1829 until 1971. It was one of the most expensive prisons to upkeep and held some of the worst criminals, including Al Capone. It's a super cool historical building with tons of stories in the walls, but even the staff acknowledge how creepy and haunting the place can be and feel. Eastern State Penitentiary offers history tours during the day and ghost tours at night. I went to college at Temple in Philadelphia and had to go here for history class, 
but went back again with a ghost hunting group that I was a part of to experience Eastern State Penitentiary's Halloween haunt. It was super cool to experience the haunt in an actual notoriously haunted location, but I was almost more scared of being in the building at night than I was afraid of the actual haunt actors. Outside of the city of Philadelphia, you'll eventually get to Penhurst Asylum, which focuses more on the haunt side of old abandoned buildings and feels much more scary since it was the home for criminally insane. But Penhurst Asylum offers some Halloween fun as well and turns parts of the building into Halloween fun. Penhurst and Eastern State are both great places to visit for some Halloween fun or if you're a history buff looking for a neat immersive experience. Eastern State Penitentiary wasn't somewhere that actually scared me or made me feel uncomfortable, but it's a unique place worth visiting. And if you want the scares, go to Penhurst Asylum. Motionless and White played their quarantine virtual concert at Penhurst Asylum as well. So check that out on YouTube if you're not one for visiting old creepy buildings in person. Going down the coast, you'll hit Roanoke Island, North Carolina. Way back in 1587, there was a group of settlers from England who decided to colonize here. This was probably one of the most beautiful places to be. Right off of the North Carolina coast, lightly forested areas, gorgeous. This also would have been the very first colonized region of America. However, every single one of the settlers has vanished. No traces of their bodies, all of their objects left behind. The only piece of evidence that can be found is the carved word Croatoan on the trees in the surrounding areas. Croatoan was thought to be the name of the Native American tribe that lived just south of the Roanoke region, so many people believe that the tribe captured and killed these settlers. With that being the most famous theory, we still to this day don't know what actually happened. Were the settlers abducted by aliens? Were they swept out to sea? Nobody knows, but you can go visit the island and see the engravings yourself. I personally haven't been there yet, but it's certainly on my next stop list. Making a small pit stop near Raleigh, North Carolina, you'll find the Devil's Tramping Ground. This is a local camping spot for some and a local avoidance areas for others. Off of a hiking trail in Bear Creek, North Carolina, there's this patch of land that's completely dead in a full circle. Nothing grows there, nothing survives there. Many people have tried to camp directly on this dead patch and have woken up in completely different places of the forest. Other people have left water bottles there and have come back to see them completely gone. No one can explain why nothing grows, but legend has it that the devil walks at night in a circle on this land and takes the belongings that are left behind with him. This is how the area got its name of the devil's tramping ground. Many people believe that their cameras won't work at this point in the woods either, furthering this lore. I'll attempt to give you guys a tour of the grounds in the fall time, so stay tuned for more on this location. The last place that I'll talk about today is the Fort East Mar Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. This museum was previously a Civil War fort in 1862 and was turned into a museum in 1950 full of historical artifacts from old Navy and military members. In 1972, it was added to the U.S. National Register of Historic Places. Alongside of the historical items, there's also an entire hallway dedicated to art created by Stanley Papio, whose art is so wild that many people call him partially insane. His objects are made from spare pieces of metal, which makes the pieces look both abstract and slightly scary, and have had many people call it junk art. He previously placed his junk art on his yard, 
making neighbors mad at him, but driving in crowds from all over the place, making a true famous name for himself. Since he passed away, his art pieces have been featured in the museum, and many people believe that the art is watching them as they walk through the halls. The most amazing part of this museum, however, is that it's home to one of the most famously haunted artifacts in the world, Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll was a member of the Otto family, a very rich, famous, powerful family in the Key West area. Robert Otto the person was given this doll as a child and named it after himself. He loved the doll so much that he built a room for it and propped it up against the window so that the doll could see the town. Legend has it that people would see Robert the doll disappear and reappear from the window, and the workers in the home would hear him running upstairs, but nothing was ever confirmed. Every negative thing that ever happened in the home was blamed on Robert the doll, and thus began the reputation that the doll was cursed. Whether due to Robert the person's negative behaviors and the energy that was pushed onto the doll because of this, or an actual curse on the doll, the facts are very clear. Stay away from Robert the doll. After Robert's wife passed away, the doll was donated to the East Martello Museum, where Robert sits to this day. Since being in the museum, however, there have still been happenings surrounding the doll. Many people say that you cannot take his picture without his permission, or something terrible will happen to you. This has become so true that people began writing apology letters to Robert the doll, saying that terrible things happened to them since they left the museum, and they believe it's because they took his picture without his permission. The museum has had so many write-ins that they now have a chalkboard next to Robert where you can write your questions to him and ask him for his permission. Some say that he'll write back. Others say that you can just feel the negative energy around him when standing there if he doesn't want you to take his picture. Again, either way, leave the doll alone. I went to Key West last year and made it a point to visit Robert. I went to the museum with my mom and my sister and it was the craziest thing I have ever experienced. Sure, I was able, able to capture the noise of the tuberculosis hospital on camera, but the feelings in the air of the museum far surpassed any supernatural experience that I've ever had before. I didn't take any pictures of Robert at the museum. In fact, my camera didn't even work, but even my sister busted into tears for absolutely no reason in the hallway where he was, and my mom wouldn't go outside into the area where Civil War soldiers apparently died because the feeling was just too uncomfortable. I believe that multiple energies and spirits linger in that museum, and I would recommend it time and time again as a must-see visit for any supernatural thrill-seeker. These are just a few of the places that I've visited along the East Coast, and I can't wait to travel them more. This weekend, I will post my ideal ghost hunting road trip mapped out onto the Shivers page, and I ask all of you for your suggestions on places to add, some lesser-known haunts, and some of your personal favorite spooky locations. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out now on TikTok and share your thoughts on this video. Hope you have a great rest of your week.